Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I guess should we start first before I tell a story? Sure. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> Brooke's here checking in for business. <laughs> Evidenced by this giggle. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it. I've been hearing it. I feel like I do the same intonation every time, and so I didn't want. Hi, to. Bridget. <laughs> well, I do. Hi, I do. Hi, Brooke, and he say hi, Bridget. <laughs> hi, Bridget. <laughs> Hello, Brooke. <laughs> Hello, Bridget. Hello, Brookethy. I don't know why that's what I wanted to say, but I did. Someone just started Timothy now. Brooksy. I really like it. Oh, that's cute. I haven't done that before. Brooksy. It's nice. Um, hey, Brooke. Hello, Bridget. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome to Splat, the podcast. Where we, Brooke and Bridget. <laughs> Me, Brooke. Me, Bridget. <laughs> Talk about sex. And the city. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. <laughs> wow. We back. <laughs> Hello. Episode eight. You guys, Damn, you, dudes. did you think we would make it this far? Two months. Y'all been listening for two months. We have a lot of charm. Yep. <laughs> Brooke looks like a little turtle right now. It's very endearing. Um, we're like going to try and have a, a Brooks B-Day release party. Oh, yeah. Party. I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my 25th birthday. Well, so you're going to Bonnaroo, which is very exciting. I'm going to Bonnaroo. That's true. But I'm also really want to... I feel like 25... I got yelled at by my brother who's turning 30 this summer that 25 is an unimportant birthday because nothing really happens. And I'm like, sure, sure, sure. Like in terms True, but of you like, turn 25. But 25 is like a, is like a number. As they all are. <laughs> no, but like. I get you. You know. It's a big one. Like it's the first. It feels like a. It's the first real big one since 21. It feels solidly like an adult birthday versus a like college age well, 20, still sort of. 23 and 24 felt like nothings because like. 22, you graduate college. 21, you can drink because we all didn't drink before. No, no. 20 no is one like, ever does. 20 and 19 are like, Meh. right. 18, you're like, I'm a woman now. <laughs> I don't and know if I've ever looked at myself in the mirror and thought that. I'm a woman now. Really? Did you have moments like that? Mm. Like, no, I'm sure I have had. Actually, <laughs> After the day after I lost my virginity, I cut eight inches off my hair. Oh, that's so symbolic. Coincidentally. Oh, sure. And I had had an internship that summer and my boss like, and I were very close. And then I went and visited like in October, like with the short hair. And when I walked into the office, he looked me up and down and he goes, something's different. You're a woman now. And I was like, what? I don't know how you know that. How wow, did you know what that? a thing to say to your employee. It's a theater internship. <laughs> yeah, like we're true. all he's also known me since I was like 
15 or 16 because he works with my brother sometimes. Uh, of course. My brother, the actor. That he is. Um, Shout out to your brother. Alex, hi. Friend of the pod. Friend of the podcast. Stranger I love the, the term podcast. stranger <laughs> to the too. podcast. If you're <laughs> listening, you're automatically a friend of the podcast. But, but anyone who isn't? It's a stranger to the podcast. We love him. And ironically, same. last week, referred to someone as a stranger, as a stranger to, the to the podcast. podcast and then two days later, was not. texted us being like, hey, I'm listening. I'm listening. And we were like, whoa, maybe I'll just Sometimes like, strangers become friends. I'll just start naming people I yeah. want to listen to the podcast and they'll and then like, they will. feel it through the iCloud. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> stranger to the podcast, Cynthia <laughs> Nixon. <laughs> yeah, truly. So this episode is... I. I'm excited to talk about it, but I know I've said that about every episode, so I'm becoming a cliche. Well, I feel like I noticed this last week and I forgot to say it. I feel like they're really defined structures now. This is, happens to this character. This person it's, feels this one and it happens every single episode. Which is weird because no one's life really quite works that way where the same type of thing happens to them it's like, oh, on Charlotte, a regular basis. Charlotte is confronted with another sexual oddity. Like a weird kinky. Yeah. It, oh. The reflection of Brooke's phone is making our, my foster cat super intrigued. This is really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Hip, hip, okay, Bert, I have to look at my phone. Why was I looking at my phone? Um, oh, I was pulling up my notes. Yes, me as well. Something I noticed, I have to say right away before I started watching the episode, was just that even the titles have changed. We went from like general, fem- like general, like this one, the concept is about the power of the female sex or having sex like a man to now it's about plot points where it's like, it's about what's happening to these characters specifically and they're in their personal lives instead of like a, this exists in the world that they exist in. Does um, that make sense? Yeah. Do we need to check in about anything? <laughs> check in. The, yeah. The check, check in. in. Welcome to Hotel Splat. <laughs> May <laughs> I help you check in? Yeah. Let's talk. Um, just chat really quickly. <laughs> Bridget's roommate is like opening doors and he's being very, very furtive about it, but it's okay. You're being great. Yeah. You don't have to be quiet. Say hi, Ari. Hi. <laughs> That's Ari. Friend, Friend of, of the, the podcast. podcast. How are we making you feel? Tell right us. Now. Tweet at Splat Podcast. How am I making you feel? Um, but for everybody listening, hopefully you already do this because you're listening. But can you? Can you? <laughs> if you don't, if you'd be so kind. <laughs> this is quite the pitch. Um, We'd love if you rated or so subscribe. We love you guys. I don't know if, if we've said this enough, but we're, <laughs> we do. Uh, we're obsessed with you. And we want... <laughs> We have, we would love it if you could be obsessed with us too. <laughs> no. Whether or not you are, please rate us and yeah. subscribe to us and review tell us. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about us. We'd love to make sure that people other than my dad are listening to these stories. Because <laughs> Although I particularly am mostly only concerned about Brooke's dad listening Bridget to Bridget met stories. my dad last night. He's wonderful. Friend, um, s- super friend of the super podcast. Super friend of the podcast, David Wiseman. Was in New York. Take a shot every time one of us is friend of the podcast, because clearly that's the theme this week. I love a drinking game. You guys, I can drink again. Brooke did the whole 30. I did it. She's did it, and she's done. And I'm done. I'm drinking wine out of a straw. I know. Oh, sorry. Why? Because I made a noise and a bit of hangnail, which was very unprofessional. You get a lot of hangnails. I have terrible cuticles. Mm. I just need to lotion better. Okay, are we back on track? I think we should get back on the train. Back on the rails, back heading into the station. No more delay. Back to the sound. Back to the. I take a shot every time I reference a musical. Um, I'd be dead long ago. 
This episode is called <laughs> Three's a Crowd, which like take a wild guess what this is going to be about. It's about how we don't have a guest this week. <laughs> it's about, <laughs> yes, indeed. It's about every and any kind of threesome you can imagine. There are so many different kinds of threesomes. They really like to, to set up a theme and run with it metaphorically. <laughs> um, you know what I think is funny? What? This episode and last episode, Charlotte has started by being in love. Like last I know. I was like, why does she get this how again? How? And also how much time, time has passed. passed. I read it. I wrote it. Because Charlotte's in love once upon a time. Like dog too close blowjob tug of war guy didn't even ever exist. Ugh. So Poor she's in Charlotte. love. He's not cute. What's said, with these guys not being cute? She chased him through every disease in New York. You know, I went to a lot. I've been to a lot of galas about diseases because oh, yeah. friend of the podcast Lauren her uh-huh. we go to galas that is the most New York thing you've ever said because to me. she volunteers for some people and like as associated with a lot of things that have galas what what kind of what does a gala entail well is it just like fancy dresses and let me tell you please enlighten me my first New York gala was mm-hmm. my like first or second month here and it was for hmm yeah I don't know what it was for. Spine. Something with the spine. Oh, I thought you were saying spying. And I was like, it comes up everywhere, Brock. <laughs> I am a spy. Don't yeah. mess with me like that. I would die oh. if spy. <laughs> Bridget. <laughs> I love spies. Did you see that thing? I found a, a coin on the street the other day that had a lady in a trench coat with a hat tipped down and said, beware female spies. And I lost my Apparently mind. Apparently my grandpa was in the mob. Speaking of my grandpa... You guys, the craziest thing happened oh, yeah. at work this weekend. This is crazy. I work at Flywheel, if you haven't figured it out yet. If we haven't talked about it. And enough. I love it. <laughs> but there's a every time there's a new round like group of instructors, we get like a um a list of them and I one of them had the last name of like my long lost family. Like my dad has been like every time I've come in contact with like this name They've been like, ask them if they're related to us. And I was like, that's a weird thing to do. But I got like goosebumpies when I saw her name. I was like, I, this feels in like, I wonder if she's my cousin. And then she came and subbed at, at my studio yesterday to teach. And she got there and she's like my age. She's literally my age. And I was like, this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> Are you my cousin? And she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy way to start a conversation. Um, regardless of what comes next. But it turns out. She was like, wait, what's your last name again? And I was like, it's Wiseman. And she was like, is your mom Betsy? And I was like, you know it. (laughs) And turns out she's my cousin. That is truly bonkers. She, her dad and my mom are first cousins. And she was like, oh my God, I have pictures of us as babies. And then sent me like six of them. Truly bonkers. And you're my cousin. And how funny and weird that we both were. You found a long lost family member via flywheel. My fly fam has become my real fam. Wow. 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 It's really crazy. It is. And your dad was in town as this happened. So he was able to lose his mind simultaneously with you. And her parents like almost came and rode that day. It's like, I have family. I feel like little orphan Do they live Annie. here? They live in New Jersey. Whoa. You guys, I have satyrs for days now. Satyrs I mean, I'm, I'm projecting a lot. I have to like, get, right, you know, right. get to know her first. But like, what if? Oh, to be cut. What? Okay, so I found my long lost family. And back to the P. Back to, 
to the peak to the pod to the to pod, the app to the cast to the satka to the p to the k <laughs> k k is not a letter not in part of that no wowie so charlotte has <laughs> a guy who she's in love with again at the beginning of this episode who's somehow supposed to be he's like the perfect dude yeah and Sh- carrie gives him credits again which is that he's an architect a philanthropist and the sex was amazing Good for that, Charlotte. Well, truly, I wish he was cuter. Once again, he looks like a ninety. I don't know if villain. it's just ninety. Yeah, it's everyone's fake handsome. Everyone's fake handsome. Thank you to Garrett for taking bringing that phrase to us. And he, yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte has a clear structure now where she falls in love with someone who's not that handsome, but who is supposed to be like good for her in all these ways. Except they ask a crazy question and his crazy question is, what are your fantasies? And Charlotte's like, which isn't that crazy on the surface of it. To be fair, it just becomes crazier. But Charlotte, Charlotte's first one is like, I want to go to an art gallery. And he's like, no, he makes fun of her. Basically, a sexual fantasy. And And she's like, this is so weird to me. I just want to do it in my parents' bed. What a bizarre fantasy. Like, I don't want to do that. No, it just it's a weird I'm not, I'm not sure what that I don't think I have a would. sexual fantasy. I, I've i never had like a s- one that's specific as like, you know, like a teacher student. I've never really had one like that. No, never one but that's have, like a porn scenario. No. I much prefer, I uh, just like intimacy in general. That's what. What a crazy fantasy, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I really shoot for the stars. Intimacy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not like other people, you know, I just really, all I want is intimacy. <laughs> okay. So they do have amazing sex apparently. And Charlotte also is like more open and giddy about it and interested in talking with him. And so. Because he proposes a threesome. So she asks him what his fantasy is. And he says a threesome with another woman, of course. This whole episode is about threesomes and the concept of like three women or three men or two men and a woman never comes up as a. It's just the only way that a sexual threesome comes up. It's just it. I mean, of course, it would be surprising if it did. But it's the only it's like the only threesome that exists is two women and one man. And it's like kind of implied. It's like for the man's pleasure. Well, they it leads to them having interesting conversations about like women they would want to have a threesome with, this which is, is really so funny. funny. This epi- Miranda's arc in this episode <laughs> is so, I'm like, what was trying to happen here? I think it's so funny. <laughs> all my notes are just Miranda and all yeah. cap. I'm like. She does so, oh man, it's wild. But they all, so Charlotte convenes the ladies at brunch. So structurally, structurally, yes. the the premise of the episode is set up, the, the problem, if you will. Then they all meet to talk about it. And they all meet to talk about it and they propose their opinions. And I think, again, Carrie doesn't really give a strong opinion ever. Carrie frustrated me at moments in this episode. Carrie is very frustrating. She doesn't operate like a real human woman, I feel. She's no. like 50% neuroses, 50% dream New York socialite. Yeah. Talk about fantasies. Fan- <laughs> Way to bring it back around. Bring it back all around the fantasies. But Samantha, or someone's like, it's the blowjob of the 90s. They love to do this, blank is the blank of the 80s, or blank is the blank of the 90s. Um, Miranda, I wrote that Cynthia Nixon's eyes are dazzling in this scene because she's wearing an orange or some red shirt. Yeah, and it she brings really out did. A, green. a green. That makes sense because she's red-haired. And she's got green eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was interesting that this episode, again, starts with a once upon a time, but it's about Charlotte. But still, it's just... We like hark back to this weird structure. So this conversation they have, the four of them, is as they do presenting an opinion. And this is about the concept of threesomes. And Samantha's like, you have to be the guest star. And amen. Everything I've ever heard about 
how podcasts i have podcasts <laughs> oh the jokes write themselves <laughs> holy shit everything i've ever heard about three podcasts is that it really doesn't work unless you're that third person and unless you're like a really particular couple and of course there are situations in which anything works people make things work this is blanket statements i but. know and this is only from not my experience personally but like my i feel like gay men mm-hmm. tend to to have a lot of threesomes. In fact, I think it is more common among that community. You know yeah. who should have been in this episode? I bet would have a great, great, great Stanford Blatch himself. My favorite Stanford. So I think that Samantha has sage advice in this that being the guest star is the way to go. But Carrie's like, I've never done a threesome. And Miranda's like, Of course, you've had relationships. Right, which is an, a really interesting. Which I think is true. And about then they flip that on their head. True for Carrie and. Carrie and Charlotte, but not as true for Samantha and Miranda. And I think that based on this article that I think I've already talked about where they're talking about the four of them and how Carrie and Charlotte are sort of the more like uh, straight laced, like Mm -hmm. traditional and and Miranda and Samantha tend to break out of the box. Each of them kind of are like a trope and together they have a little more nuance. And Charlotte's like, I think I'd want Carrie. And Carrie's like, Baby girl, no. As in, in a threesome. She's yeah. like, I think I wouldn't want a stranger. I want someone I'd know. Like and Carrie. Carrie's like, I'm flattered, but, you know, no. And then I think Carrie's and like. And then Carrie says, I do. Samantha, because she's, you know, so good, good at this. And Samantha's like, mm, but there's something about a first timer, Charlotte. And, and none of them say Miranda. And Miranda's so hurt by it. It's She has a visceral reaction. And then this becomes the whole arc of Miranda's emotional journey in this episode. Oh, she's, she's so, so sad. <laughs> And they all, she points out that none of them have said her name and they're all like, oh, please, you know, you're wonderful. She's like, don't fucking touch yeah. me. <laughs> She's they're, a little butthurt. I'm such a Miranda. It's funny. It's, it's Samantha, pretty sweet. Was Samantha right? We're threesomes, the new sexual frontier. And then we go to the streets for yes. this bizarre montage. <laughs> Where Carrie explains this thesis that everything in the world is built on threesomes. Like three ducks swimming in a pond. <laughs> Which, or of course. Three dogs walking. Or, or three elderly people walking together. Or like a tandem bike with three people it's it it's it makes me think of what garrett said last week that like the least sexy thing about her are these kind of like sort of ridiculous writing you know what i've noticed about blogging moments. we cut to samantha having sex which like we do almost every week yep the nice mirror shot well i was like how are there so many like, mirrors like why i would never put a mirror above like in a place where I could see myself having sex oh but that's the point for a lot of people people do that intentionally it's like a whole thing to watch yourself having sex not for Brooke (laughs) (laughs) that's well shocking I do record myself on the reg surprise record (laughs) yeah oh sure I'm like regular Barkley yeah 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 I don't with the models yes I I'm a bring home I sleep with a lot of right 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 for a weird non-consensual art project yeah cool so they're out at a bar, Charlotte and her guy now. Jack. And who's still not really cute and still really obsessed with threesomes. They haven't, they don't talk about anything except this thing, this threesome thing now. He looks like, he looks like a knockoff Jack the Ripper. Nope. Knockoff Kevin Bacon. And <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 His name is Jack. And so in my head I was like. Oh, sh- sure. 
Anyway, anyway, anyway. I am confusing all of their names today. This just have a lot of work to do, unfortunately. I have a lot of work to do? No, on editing. Oh. Not like on yourself. <laughs> I think you just need to fix yourself and come <laughs> correct. I'm going to take a lap. I am too. <laughs> you need to work on yourself, Bridget. I wasn't telling you that. It was a bit. Charlotte, for, they're at a gala for some disease another gala that's right and charlotte's hair looks like in the princess diaries when they make her new a mousse like fake cornrows i do know about galas as she's mentioned brooke knows about galas so then charlotte has a crazy sex dream which is it's they do it so that it's not clear that it's a it's a dream which is kind of funny because oh before we get into this i wanted i thought it was funny that they were on a threesome safari at this gala I called well, it. the threesome safari. That's and, great. I and also love her dress. A woman comes over and talks to them. And Jack the Ripper is like, he's not actually Jack the Ripper, but now, now we'll call him that. Mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper is like, she was flirting with you. And then, and then I thought to myself, could we convince ourselves that anyone was flirting with us at any time? Oh, certainly. And then I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. You guys. No, it's just fun to imagine often that interactions you. <laughs> have on the street are flirtations and carrie's like i don't she charlotte doesn't know if it was the vodka or her vibe and then we cut to this like maybe dream maybe not where another woman is making out with jack on the bed and charlotte strips basically and joins them and then she wakes up in bed and and it says she hasn't been so happy since she tried on her jv cheerleading uniform for the first time weird (laughs) but she definitely had an orgasm in her sleep congratulations to charlotte yeah so She's into it, maybe, which is kind of fun and, and then a we, twist. We do something amazing, which is... Oh, wait. The gala that they're at was called Dancing for Dyslexia, mm. which just such a an opportunity for an alliteration, I suppose. But... What else could you do for dyslexia? Play darts? Darting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... It, Dining? Uh, dyslexia is an interesting gala. Dysentery for dyslexia. That's a whole bunch of things. Oh, boy. That's just one disease for uh, I'll trade your dyslexia for dysentery. Oh, boy. Remember the Oregon Trail? Uh, listen, as a girl from Oregon who used to enact elaborate Oregon Trail fantasies in her backyard, Mara and I, my sister, would dress up. We had a huge dress-up bin, and we would, like, trek across our backyard to the treehouse and set up camp there and make, like, frontier houses and take stuff from the garden and make food out of it. From the garden. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a, yeah. That's amazing. It did was someone, amazing. Did you guys pretend to die of dysentery, like, on the game? Sometimes. And we also played the game a lot. I was obsessed I with the early the versions. I also loved the Amazon Trail. Oh, I see. I don't know that one. It was good. I would love to play the original, not the original, because I think the original original was different, but the 1998 (laughs) coincidentally version of the Oregon Trail would be. Anyway, Sex in the City. I love that we are seeing Miranda in therapy. I do too. And Even though it is the most absurd. He's the worst premise. therapist in the history of time. And she treats him so bizarrely. And he's <laughs> But it's great. But just I that think, it's on screen. Well, like, yeah, I was gonna ask, do you think that mental illness and going to therapy was stigmatized in nineteen ninety eight? Because it's well, not it still is today. It is and but not as much. Yeah, that fight is long from over. I mean, it's, I well, of agree course, with you. It, but like at least the, we're having conversations about how it's but I not feel being like talked about. Going to therapy, going to therapy, like I think we're lucky in that we know a lot of people who are very open about this. I think for a lot of people, this conversation still doesn't happen, unfortunately. You guys, I just want to take a minute to say how much I love 
my therapist. I love Brooke's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Liz is so good. This therapist with Miranda, I don't think therapy is really like, well, why do you feel this way? Well, this is, that's the thing. This is a little bit of like, they use, well, they use it for this really specific. I mean, it's kind of a funny plot point more than anything, but it's great that they, you know, are portraying it. And she's here multiple times in this episode. Yeah. By the end of the episode, the shrink, which like, we don't call them that. A shrink. <laughs> well. my sh- I have to go to my shrink. <laughs> We're going to call Liz that now. Liz the shrink. Um, Chris Gethard has a really funny bit about mm-hmm. therapist names. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Chris Gethard, who's like an acquaintance. He's like one degree away from the friend, a friend of the podcast. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's fun. I saw his show. He did Career Suicide. Yeah, Kimberly in directed he, it. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But it was the craziest audience experience I've ever had because there was basically like a simultaneous 80 minute audience play that happened where people were it was a farce in real life and it was so funny and we were sitting next to Mike Birbiglia which was a little wild but Chris Gethard is so smart I loved it I loved it well we all this summer we would talk about therapy a lot during my play with Anna Mm. and we all have like very like Sue Liz, I feel like Janet, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all of these names that like for some reason feel like they confident women should, who are going to care for you should be therapists. Yep. And he, Chris Gethard has, I was like, Chris, Joan, homie has just like a whole mm. bit about how like that's the name of his therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miranda also has a dream and it's like, we're playing a nightmare sand- across town. <laughs> Miranda was dealing with her own nightmare is a literal quote that Carrie says. We're playing in the sandbox and <laughs> Charlotte. Sam and Carrie. Also, they all started calling her Sam in this episode. I literally this wrote, hasn't happened before, I right? Wrote, when did we start calling her Sam? They all do she in this does episode not out of nowhere. Feel like a Sam no, to and me. it sounds it feels so young. Not that she's old. I just mean it feels like a, well, she's so, a like a teenager. She's so mature. Yeah. I'm in the sandbox with Charlotte, Sam, and Carrie, and none, none of them, them will play, play with me. me. And he's like, what do you think? And she's like, obviously, I know what that means. It's like, I'm. Yeah, I know it's juvenile, but it bothers me. I'm attractive. I'm smart. And it turns out that she's just. She just wants someone to want to have a threesome with her. She's just just still so hurt that none of them said her automatically. And the therapist immediately is like, well, are you attracted to your girlfriends? Which I think is interesting that it's Miranda, because as we know, Cynthia Nixon. Is actually attracted to women in real life and married to one. And and also, lest we forget, doing a beautiful job in the little boxes. (laughs) We will never forget. (laughs) But Cynthia Nixon, so it's interesting that this is the character who they, the writers chose to give this particular arc to, I think. If your friends won't go down on you, mm-hmm. who will? And I Fun. said, a stranger, probably. Yeah, or <laughs> someone else who you have an intentionally sexual encounter with. And I think what I love about this episode, too, is that every, this is our first, I feel like Charlotte finally, finally gets some screen time in a substantial mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. in a substantial way. And she goes to Carrie and like to talk about the three. I like that she's excited by this one, sort of. She's like interested in the because idea. Because she had of the it. dream, and once you have a dream, then you're tapped in. Also, at some point, I think it was when they she said across town, Charlotte was dealing with her own nightmare. I wrote down, "This show is so this show. <laughs> it just it's established its tropes, and now it just does them." And Carrie says this really good point. Clip, mm-hmm. sweetie. How well do we ever know the people who we sleep with? And because, here's the thing. Because yeah. well, that's what Charlotte says in response. Mm-hmm. So so Carrie is like why are you trying to sleep with someone else in order to get closer to the person you're sleeping with? And I really kind of like this idea. Why is that? I just think that it's an interesting question to pose. Especially because it comes up for, for Carrie. It's, it's interesting in the way 
that you can witness the writing setting up a story, I think. Because they ask this question and then this becomes the question for Carrie yeah, about because Big. Carrie doesn't really, and I don't know if this is just because of Sarah Jessica Parker's like contract about not like, right. really having sex on the show. But how like, so there's always the A plot and the B plot. Mm-hmm. The A plot in this episode would be Charlotte and the threesome. Yes. And then the B plot will be Carrie and Big. Agreed. And, some, and then the C is uh, Miranda and the therapist. Samantha doesn't really do a thing in this episode, honestly. She's just there like, yep, threesomes, had them. There's four plots, two deep, two shallow, and they're all linked by Carrie's voiceover. Right. So the f- two deep plots would be Carrie and Charlotte, and then the shallow plots would be Samantha and her affair with the married right. man. Right, I forgot about that. And Miranda and her lack of interest, someone having a lack of interest in her. Oh, yes, at the beginning. And I, yes, that's something we haven't established. But in this episode, Samantha's having a casual affair with a married man. So <laughs> Wait, I love Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Aren't you starting to love Charlotte? She has this really profound, like, f- opinion about sex. And then is like, is my hair too shiny, shiny today? today? <laughs> and Carrie's like, sometimes she's so smart and thoughtful. And then she opens her mouth and she's Charlotte. <laughs> and then we go to the, the people. This is the funniest rando interviews we've seen yet. Because there are classifieds for. From the Village Voice. From the Village Voice. Which I love. She's like, the, these three, these um, ads for threesomes are as prolific as they are for one bedroom rat infested apartments. And it's like the dowdiest people. There's one that's an, an X-Files fanatic couple seeking a Scully lookalike. There's the- this woman is, I was like, is this me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, gorgeous boobs. She's I mean, like me. I'm gorgeous. Big I'm boobs boob. looking for a couple. I love theater. Yeah. <laughs> and blowjobs and museums and, and golden, golden showers. showers. Carrie's so intense about everything. She's She sees this and she's like, am I the only person who's doing monogamy these days? Carrie if Charlotte's like- doing threesomes. Everyone is. She's a classic narcissist. But then here he is. Here she is with Big, who they're like having sleepovers now. Yeah, she says we're doing sleepovers. Do you Quote. like Big in this episode? I think I, I think. Yes and no. I think I've I am predisposed at this point. I don't trust him. So even when he does something nice, I'm like he's keeping her in this corral of the place he wants her to be. She like ties his tie for him, and she talks about how, how it's sexier than yeah. I don't know how to tie a tie. I can tie a tie. I have no idea how it's to tie. It's a good skill. I'll teach you. Okay. Comes in handy, honestly. Yes, with all the... I think I probably learned doing theater productions. Where, because I... Fun fact about my all-girls high school. I played the male lead in And Then There Were None senior year, which I think you've probably seen photos from. Yeah. it That was quite something. We should post but... it. <laughs> you don't not look like Mr. Big. I no, you look more like Miranda. Like Mr. Big. I probably look a lot more like... Actually, I look a lot like Miranda because she basically wears suits. Anyway, I don't think that I love Mr. Big, even when he's being sweet to her in this episode. He tells her he has an ex-wife. This comes up as she's, as she's doing his tie. She asks him if he's ever had a threesome because she's going to interview someone about threesomes later. And he says, yeah, with my ex-wife. And it, Carrie, is it's like the, the worst thing she's ever heard. Uh, how... Long do you think it's been? Months? It's been a Maybe couple months. Maybe two months. Which fair, and he pretends that he thought he told her, which he does say it so casually that, you know, he could potentially have thought he, or assumed he told her. But the thing is, it's not that Carrie's taken aback that he was married and he hadn't told her, because I think that's reasonable. But her arc in the rest of this episode becomes her being unable to get over the fact that he was attached to this woman before her. And it's like, everyone always is going to have, she even says that she's like, I guess everyone has always slept with someone before you. And it's like, yeah. And you have to kind of accept that when you're with someone. Right. 
people have had experiences with other people. I was really excited because in the beginning of the scene, I was like, oh, Carrie has some power. Like, Mm. she's going on the interview to talk about threesomes. You know, like, just the nature of her column is, like, very scandalous. And I think, like... It is, and she owns that. And I was like, Carrie's going to have power. And then he drops the threesome bomb. But it was like, of course Big has had a threesome. Does she? Of course. He's the modelizer, right? Yeah. He... Yeah. And then we cut to Samantha Miranda. Like, do I trust him? No. But do I do I particularly think that, that Carrie isn't bizarre and doesn't act <laughs> rationally? <laughs> also, no. <laughs> so, um, so then we cut to um, Samantha Miranda and Carrie, not Charlotte. Nope. Why do you think that is? I'm not like, sure. Like, I feel like they intentionally think, keep Charlotte out of some conversations. I think sometimes they just intentionally try and make it three instead of four just to hit home that like they don't always it's different. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that, but (laughs) Miranda's so (laughs) desperate to get something out of her friends that she tries on a lipstick and says, does this turn you on? And without even thinking about it, Carrie says, it's a little orange. And Miranda's just, like, devastated. She's playing these games with her friends like she's trying to date them. But then she does this thing that is so me. Like, mm-hmm. every time, every episode, I'm like, wow, I am I am a Miranda. <laughs> Miranda's like, well, you know what you have to do. And Carrie's like, do I have to leave him before he leaves me? And she's like, no, you have to meet the ex-wife. <laughs> Which is Again, this makes total sense because to me, this is the craziest part of this whole episode. It is pretty crazy. This but is I'm the like, equivalent to me of how I felt almost about Miranda going through that guy's stuff and then confronting him about the spanking thing. Because I'm like, what are you doing? And it ends so fucking predictably. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that you identify with this. It makes me so happy. Of course. I know. Of course I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> I'm... Except there's no... Fa- like, we have no reason to believe that this woman would know who Carrie is except for the, like that she would be like, Oh, you're dating my ex-husband. She wouldn't know unless she was still in communication with big. Whereas like if I were to do this with like someone who was dating my ex, like you would have seen them on Instagram. Not even that, but like our, I haven't dated that many people. And also like our community is so small and like Peter in general that like everyone knows who everyone has slept with. And so like if I were to like, facilitate having like a lunch or coffee with like the person dating my ex it would be like someone would it would just it would it'd be like i know it's because you're dating my ex yeah or if i right let's put me in carrie's position for sure uh-huh. i guess because that's what it is oh my god your cat is staring at me it's so cute and so carrie's has this big master plan that ex-wife excuse me is a publisher and she's like young and she's a hot shot and and Her name is Car- barbara Carrie goes in to meet her and she's like, oh, she's gorgeous and she's high powered and she's funny. And Carrie has gone in there with the premise of like a bodice ripper, a a book that she wants to pitch just for the excuse of meeting this woman. And it turns out the woman's a children's book publisher. So Carrie makes up this story about how she... She's like, oh, you worked for the Special Olympics? And Barbara's like, oh, I haven't hung that up yet. It's like a plaque that was sitting in the chair Carrie's supposed to sit in. So Carrie spins this this um kathy small little kathy and her tr- time traveling cigarettes the, the, about a little girl which like talk about a netflix pilot if i, I know. ever heard and one. then she she explains that it's a children's book for adults and barbara's actually really into the idea and carrie's like dang it and she's cool and chill also can we pause this really fast i want to say something about when big told her about the ex-wife 
Carrie, when she talks to Miranda about it in that scene immediately afterwards, brings up this sweet versus wild sex oh, narrative. I guess I and I that. really wanted to talk about this. Can yes. I take a second? Yeah, of course. I wrote that down too. I just forgot it. Because I know. I wrote, so much happens. Because right under it, I wrote, Miranda loves to snoop. <laughs> but she does. I said she's so sneaky. But basically, Carrie talks about this. Um, sweet versus wild sex narrative where she found out that there was an ex-wife and the ex-wife big had a threesome with, which is wild sex to Carrie. And Carrie says, we don't have wild sex. We have sweet sex. And I think this is interesting only because this implication that sweet sex is like bad or boring. But Miss Bridget who craves intimacy. Well, I mean, not surprising. I I mean, I think a balance is good and often no, it depends remember, on the, I the crew, to, but remember last week, it stigmatizes. No, I talked about this. I like, I had a, I had an experience where like I was ha- like the sex got better once like feelings got involved, totally. but also it got like more intense and less crazy. Right. But, and I think that often happens, but it's interesting that her narrative of this is that that's bad. bad. That is just what's interesting to me. And I think that this show takes stances on some of the, yeah, on some of these things in a way that's maybe very early nineties, but is now kind of like, whoa, (laughs) dang. It loves to, it's, it's, it's in, there are kind of judgments made about specific. And for a show that is so like forward moving for women as like protagonists, I feel like it gives a lot of power to the men in the show. Even if they only come in for one episode, like... Well, the plots are basically about them. About men. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, mo- most of the conflict and plot... And the women's relationship to men. And yeah. like, yes, it is a show about four heterosexual women. And about their friendship. And their friendship is genuine. But, you know, 85% of the conversation is about what's happening mm-hmm. with men in their lives. Which is, tr- I mean, often true, but it's just a really specific lens to look at a life through. Yeah. Um, yes, wild sex versus sweet sex. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. It only because it makes such a value judgment. I think it is kind of a contrast, but I think it is, there is a contrast between them. I just thought it was so specifically interesting because Carrie puts a really specific moral judgment on it. It seems this kind is good and versus this kind is boring. Yeah. I feel like if I had sweet sex immediately, I would be like, well, I don't think that <laughs> often happens. Yeah, but I don't think wild and sweet but are your only like options. At the point in Carrie's relationship with Big, like that feels like good and normal. Like if the sex is yeah, so good, it's like also it's been a couple months and he's you're excited about sleepovers. That that matches. I up. do definitely think there's like that time in a relationship where you're like there's like a little rut. Like relationships have sure. ruts, but I don't think that that's what this is. And often doesn't that take like a couple sure years? Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> so. Charlotte, nope, not Charlotte. Carrie, Carrie is pitching her book and Barbara goes along with it and she's like, she's smart, Do you smart, think Barbara knows at this point? I don't know because I don't think that she and Big are in contact, but I think they're friendly enough that she, I think, she contacts him. I think it's impossible that he, if you're like married to someone, like it's inevitable that you're going to have like in divorce, like maybe not. You really I, shared a life at some point. So like you, some things have to cross over. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, but I think so. And then we cut to Samantha, who also gets confronted with the wife. Especially if it ended sort of amicably at all. Yeah, which it feels like this did. It feels like it did, shockingly, because Big clearly screwed it up, as he's very open about. But this is really interesting. Samantha 
is at a flower shop and she runs into the the 30 year old guy she's having an affair with mm-hmm. and his wife Ruth who Ruth. he's told her all about and how Ruth and he have boring sex how she's never even on top <laughs> and Samantha is appalled by it because Samantha doesn't want to be involved no she and, likes and the also thrill this, of it but she doesn't want this was so op- like it was so op- it was so yeah it was a poorly the scene was like cliche in that no, it, was, it was just it was so clear that like this was gonna lead to like confronting Samantha was going to lead to the, the wife knew like you could tell the way she looked at Samantha. Well, and the guy bumbles his way through it. He's she, the wife is like, Oh, do you two know each other? Cause they say each other's names when they bump into each other. And Samantha's like, sure. Ready to play it off casually. And the guy's like, like, no, no. I sold her wine once. (laughs) No, no. Um, He's just not very good at covering his tracks. And Miranda's back at the therapist. And I said, still concerned about her friends not wanting to have threesomes with her. So she has another dream about the cab and they're like, she wouldn't let, they wouldn't let me sit in the back with them. This is a kind of a silly side note, but I, I just think that I think it's a, not a great idea to have sexual encounters with close friends casually, like as if this would make her happy. I just nodded my head in a, a very yeah, dramatic yeah, way she was, and then uh, realized that you guys can't hear much. She was agreeing with me, which I appreciated, but what a weird craving to have Miranda. That would be. Maybe I not think a she idea. just wants the validation. She totally does. I, I mean, yeah. And then we get, we don't get any kooky transitions this episode, but we do get kooky um, Barbara as Patrick Swayze and ghost. Talk about last episode's blurb. We talked about a sex ghost, which was Skipper. And in this episode, there's a literal sex ghost in that Barbara appears in the bedroom when Carrie's trying to make out with Big. Have sex with Big. <laughs> well, but they're. They're in bed. They are, but I don't think they're in the act. It's pre-coital. It's pre-coital. And she pulls away because the ghost of Barbara is like. Appears and then makes out with Big. Because she's like, that's not how you nibble on his ear. This yeah. is how you This is how you ear. be sexy. This is how a woman who's had a threesome with him does it. Mm. So Big's like, where did you just go? And she pretends she's preoccupied with work, which they just talked to each other like fucking seventh graders. I will say that I think that this episode like confirms that Big's invested in Carrie. It does. And and the way that he reacts at the end when it all comes out is like, yeah, I mean, he's not deterred. And it's sweet. And he is interested in her. And he tells her. This ghost is so So funny. weird. They're spooning in bed and it pans out. and the ghost, She's next to them. And then Carrie. Well, sorry, wait, sorry. I just wanted to finish that thought. He tells her that. He's like, listen, I didn't tell you or I told you about my ex-wife because what does he say? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, that was over and it was so long ago and it ended amicably or it ended. And it it, anyway, he he brings it up because he he, even though she won't tell him, he like understands what she's upset about. It's clear he knows she like pretends it's work because we don't talk to each other about real issues. And also it it is work that. She is. Well, it's the threesome. That's true. Because she's writing about it. And she's like, technically, like, the intentions are bad. But now she's about to have lunch with Barbara again. And it is like. She's getting into it. This is a little much. And she comes in with her straight hair. We see straight haired Sarah Jessica Parker for the Mm -hmm. first time. Which I don't like as much. Is it for the first time in the whole series? Yeah. Whoa. Because she says something. Yeah. Barbara's Barbara's like, your hair is straight. Barbara's hair is also straight. It's an interesting thing. I'm back with Mr. Big. And Barbara, Barbara says, you know, the guys at the company didn't like the book idea, but she just wants to be friends. And the way that Carrie says friends, I think it's like, I don't think I would ever want to be friends with the ex of my lover. Mm -mm. Unless, I mean, again, like, 
but here's the thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, what? I just think we've hooked up with somebody. I know. We honestly, we are friends with exes of lovers. Um, no. Wait, what was I just going to say? Fuck. Oh, no. It's that. But the thing is, Barbara ostensibly doesn't know this. I think she does. I think she does, too. But to Carrie, ostensibly at this point, she doesn't know that. She just wants to be friends. And then Carrie ploys her with like four bottles of wine, which they always do this four bottles of wine thing. Um, I would be asleep. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's not four in this episode, but it's a bunch. Barbara says to her, at the risk of sounding like a groupie, I want to be your friend. And Carrie goes, <laughs> <laughs> Which implies to me that she doesn't want to be her friend, but then they like go have this like five hour lunch. Well, because, because <laughs> she wants Starbucks. to get information out of her. She's still treating this, this as is, like a recon mission. I literally have done but this. But why? I'm, I'm, I'm such a Carrie Miranda. You are. It's, it's so, so funny. I, lo- so I love that we're so different about this too. It's funny to me. I've definitely been like, you know what? I do this, but way subtler. I would never, ever. Trying. And I feel like I've done it more on the ex trying to find out something new mm-hmm. as opposed to the new trying to find something about the ex. Right, right. Because I don't think I've really been in that position. No. Yet. <laughs> Someday, maybe you'll have the chance. I'll be like, mm, with all the information I know, I won't mention his creepy spanky porn and I won't have a five-hour dinner with his ex <laughs> Thank God I watched all the sex in the city. It's raining So. <laughs> I don't um, know why. Immediately after this... Yeah, I'm glad it did come into your head. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's lunch. After this lunch scene that they have. Oh, that was a Starbucks icon out the oh, window. They Whoa, are like the product placementing Starbucks. That's wild. I was sleeping with the enemy, she says. Because they're four hours into it and she says, you were never married. Really? What like, happened? Which now that at the end of the episode, basically, we find out that Barbara knew who came. Don't spoil. Spoilers. <laughs> Bridget, spoilers. Whoa. We've talked about it six times already alluded to no (laughs) stop it (laughs) okay fine never mind this is so funny talk about running with a trope they have i love that has a three-way phone call and they do the like teen movie thing where they like (laughs) bop someone in on the side of the screen and then off and then she opens the other line on the other side and then all three of them are talking and it's a threesome on the phone oh it's a threesome on the phone bridget thank you so 30 year old man she's having sam is Is i'm calling her sam now like 35, I think she says. She says that specifically. Okay. When they're hooking up in the first scene, she makes, he's 30 something and she makes mention of it. I think because the idea is he's younger than her and he's already bored with his marriage and he's like so many other men. And he does the thing that married men never do, which is. He, well, he calls her and he says, I did it. I told my wife I broke up with her. And Samantha's like, no, oh, no, no, honey. No, 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 <laughs> Please no, don't do no. that. I don't want this. I wrote, look at Samantha. And then. Look, look at how tiny Samantha's eyebrows are. I know. I'm so glad our eyebrows don't have In to be that small scene, anymore. In this scene, her cheekbones, not right now, but. She looks like a skeleton. She does. And her cheekbones are cool. Like, I could Wild. tell, like, not in the way that, like, she's emaciatedly skinny, but, like, in the way that I know what her skull looks yes, like. Yes, you can see it through her face. Well, so then Ruth calls her on the other line because she found Samantha's number in, in his, his sock, sock drawer, drawer, which is so cliche and funny. And she's like, listen, our marriage is strong. And if what she's it like, takes is I him know. having adventurous sex, I'll well, do first, it. Well, first she's like, hold on a second. Yeah. And she goes back to Ken and he's like, I'm in love with you. And she goes... No, no, you're no, in love no, with your no, wife. No, no. Don't do this. She says these no, 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 so no, many no, different no, ways. No, no, no. So I'm going to do it one, two, three. <laughs> oh, good. It's just so funny to me how the, like, the tracks. And I know, then it's a good trip. She's like, we love him. We have a strong bond. And Samantha's like, of course. Of course you do. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to stay with him. And Ruth is like, let's have a threesome. And Samantha's like, no. hell no. So that had backfired on her, clearly. Not what she wanted. She wants out. Samantha's so funny. 
I wish I were Samantha, but I'm just too emotional. Charlotte comes up after this episode and she's, I mean, sorry, after this scene. And she's so cute and giddy about being excited about the threesome idea. And they're at a masquerade. Which is, what a good, <laughs> a. Take a shot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Referencing. We're taking empty. shots of wine. Mm-hmm. So they're at this masquerade ball, Charlotte and her And she looks Jack. like a, a peep. She does. She does. She like looks like she was rolled in frosted dress. sugar. Yes, absolutely. And, and he keeps encouraging her to like make eyes at women in the room. They're on another threesome safari. Exactly. Threesome safari. Picture them in a jeep, just scouting women <laughs> at the top in masks. Yeah. And shots like, "What do you think about peacocks?" So Charlotte winks at a woman, kind of spontaneously, and the her woman wink is winks. so derpy. It's really cute. Uh, the woman winks, winks back, and Charlotte's like, "Ah." Oh my god, she's kind of excited and thrilled. She's like, I have to go. Jack the Ripper looks like a such a knockoff Kevin Bacon. I hate him. He looks like a knockoff like d- Disney show. I got so excited though because I was like, this episode of Charlotte finally gets dimension. Because I feel like if she had been like, she totally no, does. no, 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 I can't have a threesome. She's be like, actually excited about it. Maybe bored by her. This so this is a sweet scene. She takes him. Up, she goes upstairs. She's like, ah, ah, I gotta go. And he comes upstairs and she's like, listen, I have another fantasy, which is hooking up upstairs at a party. And he's like, okay. So they start making out on the bed. And then the peacock that she winked at comes up. The woman appears. May I join? And then it's really sad. This is a little sad. Well, so so Charlotte's like, okay. All of her fears are confirmed. Totally. She's ready. She's like, okay. And she comes and the woman sits down. Charlotte's in the middle. Jack's on one side and the woman sits down next to her. And Charlotte says, come and join us. And the woman leans in, leans in, leans in. Almost kisses Charlotte, and then she and Jack like. I love this woman. Go behind dress, her. It's like purple and satin, and, and then the lacy. Yeah, the there's yeah, it's great. Oh, it's so sad for little Charlotte. So they then Jack and the other woman start making out behind Charlotte's head, and, and they just totally squeeze her out. Tbh, their sex noises are like a little intense for the pro- like progression. Like it wouldn't like they got like to like orgasmic noises like before right. like. It, it's a little intense. I mean, it's like, it's, it's sort cartoonish. of unbelievable perhaps, but Charlotte gets squeezed off and falls off the bed and just makes her way out. And she's kind of, it's kind of like, well, that's what you get for trying, which is sad. And then my favorite. <laughs> Although this poor couple who are actually kind of sweet, Miranda in her quest for <laughs> sexual validation. validation answer is one of these village voice ads and she <laughs> shows up and this couple's like, oh, thank God. Everyone else who's shown up is, well, like it's <laughs> and Miranda's like who me a pretty Wait, you I'm think a pretty, I'm a pretty yeah I'm a pretty girl mama and they're like yes and it's a little weird because Take a shot. <laughs> it's a little weird because <laughs> truly astonishing Take a I know shot. that one though I know what that's from what's it from gypsy yeah <laughs> um the woman is like well he just really is into threesomes the whole trope is it's all these men being into threesomes and women acquiescing to their needs like little sex martyrs because she's doing it for her husband for his his 30th birthday and she's like into it and she also is happy that Miranda's pretty but she's doing it for her guy yeah and then she's like excuse me it's like uh, Miranda (laughs) sorry god no it's okay no no no. it's really hard this episode for some reason (laughs) look at her boobs I know I think that one she walked in (gasps) She, they, she's wearing like, a crazy push-up wow. bra. I know, isn't that beautiful? But, um, but Miranda, they're like, what are you doing right now? And The like, couple says, what like, are you doing, will you come home with us what tonight? What are you doing tonight? And Miranda's like, 
I'm free. Excuse me. Let me go make a call. Which and then is something that she they all do to get away from people. Ghosts. She ghosts. She leaves. Which yeah, I said this poor couple because they're kind of sweet. Because you don't have your cell phone. So you have to like go to a pay phone. Yeah. Well, Miranda like smurps. Yeah. She's she so happy. She finally got her validation. But yeah. she now goes to therapy three times a week. Yeah. Also wait at one point during these therapy scenes. This is crazy. She proposes. She asks the therapist if he'd have a threesome with her he's like this derpy old man yeah that is not my relationship with liz so not at all how that relationship is legally allowed to work she's like you're playing subconscious games with people Mm -hmm. and i'm like no i'm not and she's like yeah you are and you're like you're right liz (laughs) but listen i've come a long way since i've therapy has saved literally saved my life so i am endorsing therapy to everyone and i co-sign there you go we are guarantors for therapy. If you need a therapist, we'll help you find one. Yeah. I hope we can. I hope we can. Splat. The therapist. <laughs> Splat. We're not licensed, but would like you to see therapist you need, if you need one. Yeah, if you need one. Okay. So this is seen just as upsetting because ne- they both act like children kind of and neither of them talk to each other. Basically, it comes out that... But Big, I think, takes initiative and is like, why yeah. are you acting weird? They go to dinner and she's like, wow, that was delicious. And he's like, was it? The food was terrible and you are t- talking to me like a stranger, stranger of the podcast, stranger of this relationship. And she's like, you told... You dropped a huge bomb on me. You had a threesome. And he was like, yeah, to try to save a marriage that was dead. Which also isn't that big of a bomb. I just, again, people have sexual histories. And well, just I think because the bomb dating- is like the ex-wife and the threesome. Right. And I'm like, who is in the ex-wife, wrong here? Sure. And I think, I think Carrie's in the wrong. Because Carrie, well, because Carrie is the so one highly. who went out to meet this, this ex-wife. Well, yeah. Like, she, that's she so went, childish and immature. Yes. And not only that, but she did it twice. I think she didn't just see her and then was like, okay, now I know who she is. She's she, acting she like got a child with her to try and get information. And of course it turns out the big nose she went to see her. She tries to drop a bomb on him. Like I know because I talked to your ex-wife or I she told wandering. me that you cheat. That's what it is. She asks him why they broke up. He says, I cheated on her. And she says, I know You're, she told me, which just all of it is crazy. And that she would just slip that into conversation. And it turns out he knows he's not particularly impressed and she's like, wait, you knew? Yeah. And she's like, he was like, yes, of I talked to my ex-wife. And she's like, wait, you still talk to your ex-wife? It's just neither of them talk to each other clearly. I love the way this episode ends because they somehow resolve it. And like always there's like some sort of nonverbal. They like, just have talked about it with each other, And then they make out. And then the ghost of Barbara is like watching and then just like. And walks, walks away. away. <laughs> it's very symbolic and not very real. I, oh, it just left a bad taste in my mouth about them because it's like neither I mean, of you are talking to each other. It's a lot of games. And I think that I don't. It's uh, especially because he's 40. I'm like, what are you doing what are playing you games? Doing? Yeah. I don't like, like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Bridget, I've got an interesting question for you. Ask away. <laughs> have you ever been propositioned for a threesome? I have. Uh, I w- just will not name names and I was t- not interested in making it happen. But I think partial, I just have a blanket rule with myself that like, not that I'm interested or looking, but I would just never do that with people who I know on a, on a, I, I think that that doesn't mix well with friendship, unfortunately, often. Sometimes it does. And for some people it, it does. And I know people who are able to do that, which I think is truly amazing. I think that's best of many worlds when you can make it happen. But I was very close once. I would not trust myself. But it was a devil's threesome. Mm, interesting. Where everyone's an independent party. No, it was two boys and me. <gasps> nice. 
And I was like, I that's mean, way more exciting. Yeah. I was very, very close. And I was like, actually, this seems like a bad idea. Fair. You got to make your choices for you. Because I was like the guest star. I would want to be the guest star. Actually. <laughs> what? Where is this going? <laughs> I just can't believe I hadn't thought about this yet. So we have a friend who is not interested in women. There was a time when, when I started hooking up with a person, this friend. <laughs> oh my God. We were all hanging out. One Very drunk. And, and he was like, um, <laughs> this is so funny. We were there and he was like, can I come? Like, I was like, I'm okay. We're going to go to bed. We went, we didn't. We went our separate ways. Uh And I just got a text. There was a text between the three of us that just said, (laughs) can we give him a code name? Uh, Sure. I don't, I honestly don't even know who you're talking about. Cynthia Nixon again? Yeah, Cynthia Nixon. The the text was just between me and these two, that my friend and the boy I was hooking up with and just said, where's Cynthia Nixon? And then months later, the three of us were texting and Cynthia Nixon was like, what is that? And I texted him separately. I was like, that's when you were trying to have a threesome with me. And now it's this like big running gag between wow. us. This is quite the story. Damn. So you've also been propositioned then many a time. Sounds so like. many times. Just time after time after time. Time, time after time. Time after time. I will be waiting. Is that how that goes? Time after time. Time after time. What resonated? What did you resonate with this? In this episode? <laughs> what did you resonate with this? Guys, I've had um, one glass of wine and I'm... But you didn't drink for a month. Wasted. Thanks, Gene Ralphio. <laughs> Sean Ralphio. I like calling him Gene Ralphio. <laughs> He's the um, worst. Yeah. But seriously, she's the worst. <laughs> Guys, we love Parks and Rec on this podcast. We do. That's with This uh, uh, This podcast could be about Parks and Rec. I wouldn't be about it. <laughs> yep. Which is not to say I don't love Friends. But this is not a podcast about friends. It's this is not a podcast about Parks and Rec, but it could that be. That one I don't feel as aggressively know about. Um, aggressively. Something I resonated with in this episode. I Something I liked about this episode, I don't know if it's resonant particularly, but I like that Charlotte and her guy, at least initially, are like having conversations about sex and about what they're interested in. Because I think that's something that's hard, but good. Yeah. I, or it can be hard or it depends how well you know someone or but it's usually rewarding if you can have a conversation. I definitely resonated with Miranda because I think that if if something like that were to happen to me, I would spin out of control and I would go to my therapist and be like, my friends don't want to have a threesome. Oh, I definitely me. get. I, I am the person who always thinks that I love my friends more than they love me. We both are like that, which <laughs> makes this relationship like well, so. Well, because both of us are like, I love you. I'm grateful for you. We're just like, I'm sorry if this happened. Like. Yeah. Bridget didn't hug me goodbye last night. <laughs> well, I, we had dinner with Brooke's lovely friend and her dad, and I'd met both of them for the first time, and so I was, like, so eager to hug them, and then just started walking away, and it was like, how dare I? No, I was just like, what did I do? Yeah, Have I opened up too much too no, soon? No. The idea of, like, much. spinning out and running to your therapist is very me. Yeah. I also will spin out and then, like, text you or someone and be like, please work, work this through with me. Yeah, it's nice to have friends. I often am someone who am able to think things through pretty rationally, but I need to say them, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like once I've said them, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes that's not how mental health works and I'm not good. <laughs> mental health is um, complicated. Yeah, ma'am. I have a question about this. How do you feel about Mr. Big? I feel like you don't talk about him in the same way I do because partially you know the whole scope of it. Well, I like the other boyfriends. Oh, so I it's hard for I, me. something I know from culture I think is that and from the little bit I've heard since we've been doing this is that um 
Aiden is a really good one, right? Aiden's also just like the most handsome, but I like Burger. Interesting. Jack um, Burger. Jack Burger, who you know. talked about. I him. feel like you don't know a I lot don't about know him. a lot about him at all. Um, There's I, a post it. Yeah. It's hard for me to talk about Big because I do. Big fucks up a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think that Big is also like the type of person that I would maybe be drawn to. Like this yeah. like broken down, like an enigmatic like guy who keeps fucking up or like not necessarily not treating me correctly. Yeah. But like presents me with these like games that I'm like, I, that's where I'm very much like right. Carrie. So I, right. I definitely can understand why she keeps going back to big. But there's a lot. It's hard for me to speak to it without giving away. Because right. There's a, some, that makes there's sense. There's some big. I appreciate that. There's a, a no pun some intended big. big thing that you don't know that I almost thought was this episode, but it's way later and it's it's really shitty. Okay. Well, I'm interested in that. And I will say, just to add some nuance to this, I am only up eight episodes in and I know I'm expressing a lot of hesitation, but, but I think there's something to be said and something very real about when people are just drawn to each other. And sometimes that is not enough to actually build a healthy relationship around. And sometimes it is because that can be just so compelling. So like whether or not I love the way that they interact, if that's kind of part of this story of their love, I do understand that. And I do think that has valid. That's valid for a lot of people. Six years of them. Yeah. It's very early. And I know, I know that this endures, which makes me look at it differently. You know, I'm like, clearly he's not partially because I just know from knowing about this show, but partially from the way it's set up, he's not one of these like background yeah. guys, No, obviously. So I'm excited for when, when we get into mm-hmm. some of the like significant relationships Me too. and like the, the guys that kind of stick around for more than one episode. Well, I think that's where the emotional depth comes from because otherwise this show runs the risk of kind of being a bunch of season bits, like one and like a half cliches are like a little hard to get through. I think once we get in I don't dislike it. No, no, no. It's definitely like got it's like a bait and hook type mm-hmm. situation like you're we're getting reeled in and then It's trying to keep people wanting to yeah, watch. Yeah, because I, I don't think, think it knows exactly of what course, it is. Obviously, that's how TV works. Just like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hello, reeling you in. That we didn't talk about clothes a lot this episode. I, they weren't really It wasn't really a part of it, it didn't seem. Yeah. There I really liked excuse me, Charlotte's dress when they go to the Dancing for Dyslexia gala. Yeah. Which is kind of like a sheathy. It was sort of metallic-y, actually. And then it had she that. She loves metallic. The top that's back in, that's very back in now, that's like spaghetti straps and square oh, top. And I then it has the little. for you. It, um, yeah, it's because, yeah. I couldn't do that. Uh, I have You have boobs. to be right, and I don't, so it is easier for me. <laughs> There aren't really men to rate in this thing is funny. Jack Only because Jack is yucky. They're all kind of gross. Big yeah. is like it for this. Big is big, you know. I, he's getting more attractive to me. Maybe Someone outside is playing remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mama rolling that body. Got, Got every, every man, man in here wishing. Yep, that's happening. Bridget. What? How can we find you <laughs> on social media? At Mrs. Burt Macklin on Twitter and Bridget M37 on good old instagram brooke you at brooke underscore wiseman on twitter you guys i went crazy today on twitter and then um at brooke wiseman no underscore i'm not doing it don't do that underscore on instagram and collectively we are at splat Splat podcast Podcast on instagram and twitter please follow us. us please follow us please 
send us anything <laughs> we want to talk to you about. we love you um rate, rate us, review us subscribe to us we love you thank you for everything you do bye bye babes ah!